When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Tuchel has officially been fired as manager of Chelsea. You know, I can, if I'm going to be honest with you, and which I always am, I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. But in my words, I'm going to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. And here's the truth, y'all. I saw this coming. For a long time, dating back to last season, because we all knew that things were really not going smoothly and it goes way beyond the fact involving the issues with the former owner of Chelsea, but the managerial position, the tactics, the formations, the leadership, the motivation, everything has been in question with Chelsea And things have just not been going well. All the heavy investments as well, well, that just adds salt to that deeply opened wound. You know, before this episode, I spoke with Mr. Joe Maver, a fine soccer fan with brilliant and unique and passionate knowledge for the game. All right. And he's and I spoke to him about this. And he reminded me of something, okay? And he did, and he had been saying that. So I'm gonna vindicate Joe on this, okay? And because I told Joe that I saw that I saw this coming, all right? The buildup goes back to last season because we all remember when Romelu Lukaku stirred major controversy with those specific comments he made involving the manager and the tactics and everything. Now the issue supposedly was resettled, but we all knew that the issues were well still out there, fully exposed and not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, lately, there's always been, there's been some reports about Christian Pulisic wanting out of Chelsea, not getting along with Thomas Tuchel, and honestly, not having any trust in him whatsoever. I mean, 
the, 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 the permanent sell of Timo Werner back to RP Leipzig. You know, Romelu Lukaku being loaned back to Inter Milan after Chelsea spent a lot of money to bring him back to bring him to Chelsea. Hmm. You know, and I should mention this because ESPN in their headline said something very important because in the wake of the sacking of Thomas Tuchel, okay, the question is, will Chelsea come to regret in the fact of all the money they spent in the summer? Because this is the most important thing that ESPN mentioned is the fact that Chelsea went on a massive spending spree over the summer. And the biggest fact out of that is it's that Chelsea were the biggest spending side in Europe. Huh. I mean, you can't ignore that, can you? And let's take a look of some of the spendings, all right? July 13th, 2022. Raheem Sterling acquired from Manchester City. The fee, 47.5 million pounds. All right. So let me say it one more time. Raheem Sterling from Chelsea, uh, excuse me, from Manchester City. 47.5 million pounds. Hmm. All right. How about this? Defender. Kalidu Koulibaly from Napoli, $33 million. Look at that. But it doesn't even end there. Because recently, August 31st, the signing of, uh, of defender Wesley Fafana from Leicester City, $69.5 million. I mean, y'all get the point, don't you? Y'all get the point, but you know what? It does not end there because another defender, this is uh, the signing of August 5th, 2022. Mark Cucurella from Brighton and Hove Albion. And I hope I've said that correctly. I'll just say Brighton. Mark Cucurella from Brighton. 56 million pounds. Huh. And recently, September 1st, from Barcelona, they got Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, the former, the former Arsenal forward, for 10,300,000 for 10, British pounds. All these heavy investments and the poor play to start the season. Okay. And I should mention, I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but you know what? You might as well save the best for last if we're talking about poll results. Yes, that's right. So let me say it one more time because I know that Joe is going to be listening to this. And I know that my boy Joe is going to have a smile on his face. But uh, as far as my other friend, Mr. Zach Westrick, who's a Chelsea fan, buddy, no, per nothing, nothing personal. But it, since, th since this show is all about kind of telling it like it is, um, <laughs> well... I think we know we we all we all know what we're what we're getting at, aren't aren't we? Because when I say for the best for last is the fact that yesterday in the in the Champions League match day one part one, Chelsea loses in such a humiliating fashion to Dynamo Zagreb. And again, Zach, I'm sorry, buddy, but this isn't this isn't personal. And I know that Joe's got a smile on his face, but uh, hey. Sorry, man. If, if, if since we're all about talking soccer, since we're all about telling like it is, I mean, you know, I, I, might as might as well do it, right? Just might as well do it. Uh, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, Chelsea's already six in the Premier League, and you know, we mentioned the, the poor start. I mean, Chelsea three wins, one loss, and two. Uh, excuse me, one draw and two losses in sixth place, and right up. Although they're two points shy of uh, Manchester United, although on the bright side for now, they're one point ahead of Liverpool. And uh, 
Speaking of Liverpool, okay, now I know that Joe is going to have a big smile on his face right now because I, I actually tweeted this, although I don't know if it's got, if it's got reaction yet because I, I closed the Twitter out of, my, uh, out of my tabs right now on my computer screen. Because Napoli right now is beating Liverpool 3-0, but don't worry, I'll have another episode coming up later today about uh, recapping match day one. Liverpool losing 3-0 to Napoli, so I went on Twitter... And I asked, so is Jurgen Klopp next? Is he the one that's going to get fired next? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Because imagine if it goes that bad if Jurgen Klopp were to be fired. Thomas Tuchel first fired. And then Jurgen Klopp. I mean, what the hell is going on here? Just what in the blue hell is going on here? (laughs) <laughs> and that's where I know where Joe has the has a huge smile on his face. But going back to Joe, because when I spoke about this, when I mentioned about how the whole thing going back with Lukaku, and then we, we even spoke about, although not today, we spoke about the situation involving Christian Pulisic and Timo Werner. But Joe uh, brought up, you know, made the same point. He reminded me, and even though, you know, again, I hadn't forgotten, but he was kind enough to remind because apparently... When Joe says uh, Joe's comments, a lot of times people, uh, unfortunately, a, a lot of people apparently like to take pride in doubting him and saying that he's wrong. But uh, let's be honest, uh, Joe knows what he's saying. He's not always right, but hey, Joe, uh, he's just much like me. Joe's a man of conviction, much like Zach, much like all the top guys here at, at, at Stoppage Time FC. All right. So Joe basically kind of explained how he did before that the the, the downfall. Of Thomas Tuchel was basically, as Joe explains, that Thomas was basically clinging to the same formation and the play style, the attacking play style, where play, attacking players were basically in wing back and striker positions when they weren't. So basically, and then Joe kind of basically further elaborates how he's been trying to explain time and time again that ever since Chelsea won the, won the, the Champions League final against Manchester City. Thomas basically had been in a position where the formations had to change in order to improve the utilization of the talents. But Joe basically kind of points out the problem is Thomas did not change the formations. He basically stuck to them. And when you stick to the same formations, okay, especially in today's generation of soccer, the play style, the way soccer is today, it is a fatal mistake to stick to the same formation. Maybe back in the day it would have worked, but eventually, back in the day, it might work for a few years. But one way or the other, it was going to basically grow stale. It was basically going to backfire and explode right in your face and bite you right in the ass. All right. Now, honestly, as far as Thomas Tuchel goes, I mean, you know, Zach's, Zach, I mean, excuse me, um, Joe's not wrong. Okay. Now I haven't I have I have not um, asked Zach uh, his thoughts on the situation, but I'm pretty sure uh, he has commented some way because they did mention uh, about the the short list of uh, managers that Chelsea wants to bring in. Uh, but believe it or I, I mean, <laughs> believe it or not, one of them is Mauricio Pochettino. So as far as uh, Zach giving a reaction. Uh, Zach basically said that he does not want Mauricio Pochettino taking the reins as Chelsea at all costs. No doubt Joe would probably love to see that, but Zach, uh, no, absolutely, in his case, absolutely not. 
And I'm sure that, that, that the same thing goes for, for Mr. Ron Swanson, an, another elite member of Stoppage Time FC, who very passionate and knowledgeable about soccer. So, guys, since I know you guys will be listening, I'm, if you guys want to go ahead and comment in the YouTube uh, comments or message me personally with, with your thoughts, guys, I'm all ears. You, you guys know that. And Zach, Joe, Ron, just so you guys know, the door is open for, for you guys to be on the show. Whenever you guys are ready, I'm going to make it happen, and you guys know that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh, I'm having so much fun. But, you know, Joe, Zach, Ron, I love those guys. Those guys, you know, very sophisticated and passionate about soccer. Oh, man, it, it's good to be part of Stoppage Time FC. I mean, we are basically the elite of soccer fans, of soccer knowledge and passion and everything with soccer. We are the elite, and my good friend and my mentor, Steve Adams, is part of it too, baby. All right, anyway, kind of getting uh, off topic. I really uh, love giving you the shout-outs and the, the, shout and and the praises to all, to all the guys that have helped make this show happen. They're great influences as well. But anyway, so moving forward, as far as the, the short his, list of managers that Chelsea is pursuing, one of them is Graham Potter, who is currently the manager at Brighton. You know, I swear to God, I was actually eating eating lunch uh, earlier today at, honestly, the, one of the best places to eat. If, if anybody in the DFW area is familiar with Duff Swings in Southlake, I strongly, strongly, strongly implore that you try that place out. They've got the best Philly cheesesteaks and the best and the best barbecue wings, the best wings, you know, what in any category. Duff Swings is the place for you. But I was wa- looking at, in one of their TVs, and they were mentioning the, the sacking of Thomas tu- uh, Tuchel. God, I always forget if it's Tuchel or Tuchel, but again, maybe I should just keep this. I keep forgetting. I should probably just stick to Thomas. But anyway, I swear to you that there was three names that I saw on the shortlist. And this was ESPN. One of them mentions Graham Potter. The other mentions Mauricio Pochettino. But the third one, I thought this was over. They mentioned Zinedine Zidane. Zinedine Zidane managing Chelsea. Okay, here's the deal. Zidane wanted nothing to do with Manchester United, so I'm pretty sure that means he wants absolutely nothing to do with Chelsea, okay? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful or disparaging way, okay? Let's be honest. Zidane is waiting to take over the French national team, and I'm pretty sure he is going to stick to his guns. And furthermore, if he is going to say no to Paris Saint-Germain, he's going to say no to all the other domestic clubs. He is set and focus on taking over the French national team because quite frankly being manager of the French national soccer team is the best job for Zinedine Zidane and quite frankly it's the job that he's currently meant to go for it's the job for him at the moment and once in and provided that France shits the bed in Qatar which I still believe will happen I do believe France is going to shit the bed big time in Qatar Didier Deschamps will be gone and Zinedine Zidane will be appointed and there we go baby all right. So anyway, now between the two, as far as Mauricio Pochettino goes and Graham Potter, the choice might seem to be a bit more difficult than it seems. Well, at least for me, because you know, you know, for Zaka, obviously, it's for Zach and, and Ron. It's ob- it's obviously different because they're strong supporters of Chelsea, and I'm pretty sure you know, I'm pretty sure Ron feels the exact same way about not wanting Mauricio Pochettino to. Uh, to take charge of Chelsea. Um, but in my case, if somehow, someway, Pochettino is appointed, you know, obviously those two guys will, obviously Zach and Ron will obviously not be happy. And uh, in my case, all I can say is, look, we can say whatever we want about Pochettino. We can say whatever we want about, you know, what the time about Tottenham. 
but let's let's see what the guy can do. I mean, at least let, let's give it let's give it some time and let, let's wait and see. Basically, as silly as it might sound, yeah. If if Pochettino, if in the event he takes over, let, let's just wait and see. Okay, give it some time and then like that. But anyway, uh, but you you know, Chelsea really has to. Um, <laughs> I just can't imagine right now the. The stress going on right now. Oh, boy. But as far as going back to uh, Thomas, how uh, can you know, bring up all, all these uh, talking points? Um, you know, when, when Thomas was sacked by Paris Saint-Germain, I basically call that completely unjustifiable. But <clears throat> in this particular scenario, I think Thomas being fired from uh, the Chelsea position, again, I saw it coming. And I, I don't like that it came down to this, but it had to be done because, again, what Joe brought up, I mean, basically that was it. But, you know, it, it goes beyond that because the fact that, you know, you know if, if Christian Pulisic is having problems with Thomas Tuchel and if players are not trusting the system anymore and they don't they can't trust and they can't be on the same page as the manager, then then, then you got to you, you got to pull the plug. You got to do something about it. And sometimes you got to make the most difficult decision. But you know what? That comes with the territory. At the end of the day, it's nothing personal. It's just business. All right. And as far as the situation goes moving forward, um, I really, I mean, again, I, I don't exactly know, like, you know, but again, you know, if I'm speaking about a Christian Pulisic, you know, and, and Zach actually brought up this point too as well because, you know, he mentioned this that, you know, because on Twitter, because you know, I'm sure, I'm sure if I were to speak to Zach face to face and mention about the trend on Twitter, because I'm not sure if Zach is on Twitter, but on Twitter, at least once or twice, I did see on trending, you know, free Pulisic. But at the same time, Zach is going to point out that look, maybe Chelsea did not use Christian Pulisic in the the way we all hoped for or in the best way possible. But at the same time, we cannot deny the fact that Christian Pulisic, the fact that he has trouble staying healthy, and the fact that many times Christian Pulisic was not playing his best football, I mean, that right there. So it's not just a matter, you you can't just point the finger at Thomas, Thomas. you can't just point the finger at Christian Pulisic. Overall, it was just basically, things were just not working out, and maybe, you know, much like Timo Werner, the, the move bringing Christian Pulisic, to Samford Bridge, I mean, maybe it just maybe it just did not work out. But you know, as far as Timo Werner goes, I the way I explained it is that Timo Werner gave it his all. He gave his absolute best, but despite all that, he unfortunately could not play to the best of his ability. Do I feel the same way about Christian Pulisic? <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, I do. But the situation is different. Pulisic couldn't stay. You know, had trouble staying healthy. You know, and again, he was not playing his best. So. Now, as far as, as Christian Pulisic being shipped away, I don't know where he's going to go, but I think I, I think we, we can all say he's definitely not going to Old Trafford. All right. Where, where does he go moving forward? I really honestly have no clue. We'll just have to wait and see how things go. Basically, if Christian Pulisic is to be sold, loaned, whatever, I'll believe it when I see it. So... It, it's clear. It's clear to me that honestly, it's quite obvious that the players and Tom and Thomas none on the same page. The le- the level of trust is really truly very very low. You know, it had to be done. It it just truly had to be done. But again, as I said, as uh, as I said to Joe, I mean, this has this this was a long time coming. So and it, and it finally happened. 
so again, you know, to you know, to clarify one more time how, how Joe explained it, that uh, Joe said that. Thomas's downfall was clinging to that same formation and continuing to play his attacking players as wingbacks or strikers when they weren't. All right, and that that those are the direct words. Those are Joe's words, not mine. So I'm quoting Joe on this. The, this credit, my reason to give right here of of, of Thomas's uh, downfall, the credit the credit does not go to me, y'all. It goes to it goes to Joe. All right, it goes to Joe. So Joe, thank you very very much. I really appreciate it, buddy. All right. And he further clarifies the formation that he talked about. It worked in the short term, but it was never sustainable for success with the guys that he had. I mean, when you bring in new players, obviously, when you spend the heavy money on the players, I mean, obviously, you're going to have to make changes. But let's be honest, I think changes have to be made every single season. And quite frankly, I think formations and tactics, more often than not, if, if, not, if they don't have to be changed every single week, then more than likely, they got to be changed every month. So... The sport has really evolutionized to a point where tactics will not last very long. But then again, it, it, it's always been like that. You you should always have backup tactics and reserve tactics and reserve in your plans. Like have a plan B or a plan C. Always have these tactics, you know, in your hands in case one of them just doesn't work anymore. You're like you got to be prepared. You got to go the extra mile. You you got to put in all that effort, and all that comes with the territory of being a manager of a club. Whether it's Chelsea, Arsenal, Paris Saint-Germain, Juventus, even in Major League Soccer, you you always want to be in a position where you always have more than one tactic slash formation, okay? You got to have several of them because you know that one way or the other, one of them is not going to work anymore and it's going to happen a whole lot quicker than you can possibly anticipate. That, ladies and gentlemen, is soccer for you. Soccer truly is that one sophisticated sport. And that's all I got to say about that. And as far as the managerial position goes, I don't know if Chelsea actually um, named um, an interim caretaker manager yet. But honestly, at this position goes, you know, I, I really do not know where Chelsea goes from here. The situation is overwhelmingly difficult, especially for me, you know, being a you know, sports writer. You're doing all this research and trying to find the answers. And you can't really find them. And. You kind of scrap the notes together and, you know, and try to put up the best show possible. You know, that's kind of what I do, even though my answers to my questions are not all there. But, man, you know, I kind of felt like even though Chelsea had got a new owner, I really felt that all the issues were far from being completely resolved. I mean, Chelsea brought in some, some good players, but, uh, man, and I mean, check this out. Uh, okay, look at this. Mir.com, Todd Bowley ignored Antonio Rudiger's desperate, desperate plea over sacking Thomas Tuchel. Ah. Uh, man, oh man, oh man. Hmm. I, 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 and I certainly got to take a look at that. I mean, you know, in the last Premier League game last Saturday, I mean, Chelsea did beat, you know, West Ham United. But some some will say, well, you know, that, that it's West Ham United. I mean, but still, you know, wins a win. I mean, West Ham is... is is still in the relegation zone in 18th place. Leicester City is at the very bottom. Leicester City is actually one of um is one is one of two teams that you know that remain winless. I believe uh, Leicester City. I believe Everton is the the other team that remains winless, if I'm correct. But I think I want to take a look at that that story right here about involving Antonio Rudiger because this is interesting. Hmm. Yeah, man. So, you know, Graham Potter is the front runner to to replace him. So I'd I'd imagine that if that's truly if it's truly the case, then you know, I'd imagine I I would imagine that Chelsea is currently negotiating with Brighton to uh 
to make the move happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure Chelsea is saying, "Look, we'll pay whatever you ask, but but you know, we, we'd like we'd like we'd like for you to uh, <clears throat> to to release um, Graham Potter from his contract so we can sign him to be our manager because we need the guy." So anyway, I mean. Isn't interesting? Like Todd Bowley ignored Rudiger's desperate plea over sacking Thomas Tuchel uh, over Thomas Tuchel. Again, you know, excuse me, I should just say Thomas. But anyway, I'd imagine so. So now this basically kind of begs the question: Was part of the reasons why Antonio Rudiger left Chelsea to go to Real Madrid was part of it because he did not want to he did not want to play under uh, Thomas anymore? I mean, if that's the case, then I'd I'd imagine at this point it's justified, but. But right now, a, a quote uh, in this story says, and I quote, Chelsea's coaching staff will take charge of the team for training and the preparation of our upcoming matches as, as the club moves swiftly to appoint a new coach, unquote. Okay, so, I mean, I mean, right now, okay, so the coaching staff is taking charge, so maybe they don't have a, maybe there's not a, an interim manager yet. It's just a, the other coaching staff are kind of working together to kind of manage the team. I mean, I'm not sure, but but check this out. Now it says, Upon his Chelsea departure, Rudiger pleaded with Chelsea bosses for a change in the mentality when it came to hiring and firing managers, in particular Thomas Tuchel. Hmm. And in May, Antonio Rudiger told the Times, and I quote, I hope for this club that the mentality changes for sacking coaches so early when success is not there, unquote. I like to trust the process, and with this coach, you can see there is a process. Chelsea can be very proud to have a coach like this, the way he handled himself, the way he handled things in those tough moments. You have to give him kudos for that. You have to give him credit for that, unquote. Okay. Hmm. Well, so 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 this kind of brings up, so did Antonio Rudiger plead for... For Thomas to not be sacked or to be sacked, because this story actually came out today earlier today, so I, I'm not sure what's going on. So did Rudiger plead for Thomas to stay in charge or to be fired? I don't know, but it's but the quote that I just said. I mean, that kind of tells the story. I mean, it's a process, and th definitely when it comes to firing and sacking manager, I mean, the process is anything but simple. But again, I mean, that's soccer for you. In the sport of soccer, soccer is so sophisticated, y'all. That you you can't even put the word easy or the word simple in the same sentence as it comes to basically being in the in the, in the business of soccer. Soccer is a tough business. So, and again, I mean, you're you're in these situations. I mean, I don't know what it's like in these situation these situations, but I'm just kind of giving my honest thoughts. But, but you, you know, again, you know, soccer is a very very tough business. I mean, you enter that business. I mean, you know that you you're, you're going to be challenged everywhere you go. I mean, there, there's no such thing as a simple guarantee. So. Oh boy, hmm. Eight hours ago, yeah. I mean, all these stories are coming out. So, uh, so really, at this point, you know, hmm. I think it's still a bit shocking that Tuchel was, that Thomas was fired at this time. But again, you know, again, I I saw it coming, but still, you know, it happening at this point really, uh, I really is surprising. I really felt I, I was really convinced that Thomas would at least you know be I mean him making it through the season if things stayed the way the state they were for, to start the season then I would have been surprised if he was not fired you know after a few more weeks but you know but the you know the you know what's done is done 
you know, on yesterday they lose. You know, Chelsea loses to Dynamo Zagreb one zero, and Zagreb you know scores early, and then Chelsea can't even respond. It's yeah, hmm. But but to close that out, you know, to kind of give the positive thoughts regarding Thomas, you know, we'll never forget. He was fired from Paris Saint-Germain in December of 2020. He was appointed as the manager of Chelsea in January 2021, and then, then later he held, he led uh, Germany. Uh, excuse me, he led um, Chelsea to conquering the Champions League. He also won the UEFA Super Cup as well as the FIFA Club World Cup. So you know, we we, we can't say that that Thomas did not do good things for Chelsea. I mean, it, it would be completely ridiculous to say something like that, but. But, you know, it's unfortunate. Again, you know, Joe's words, you know, kind of tell the story. And that's why, I, again, the credit goes to Joe, y'all. Don't credit me. You got you to gotta credit Joe. So, and I think the, the, the toughest part is, is check this out. According to ESPN FC, Thomas has left Chelsea just six days after they broke the Premier League transfer spending record in one window. Hmm. Huh. Man. Hmm. It's unfortunate, but hey, you know. Shit happens, and, you know, I guess at this point, all we can truly say about the situation is, um, you know, it is what it is. So, anyway. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for today. So, tune in later as I, I will recap the match day one of the UEFA Champions League. But before I let you go for now, I'd like to remind you that Into the Net FC is proudly brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and so much more, including Major League Soccer, as well as the European Soccer Circuit. So if you are looking to shop at Fanatics, just find the link in the description, start shopping, and take advantage of the best deals in the world. And for all you pro wrestling fans out there, WWEShop.com is now part of the Fanatics experience. So if you are looking to buy your pro wrestling merch, just use Internet FC, FC's link in the description and take advantage of the best deals and get your merch immediately. And finally, Internet FC is proudly brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus allows you to stream the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Europa Conference League. Plans start at $4.99 per month and you can cancel at any time. Subscribe now and get a free trial. So if you're looking to sign up, just find the link into the description of this episode, set up your account, and you can start watching the Champions League as well as record podcasts as I am doing right now. And Internet FC is available to you on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.